Vénganse, vénganse, vénganse. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a llorar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a tomar hoy. Good evening, friends. I'm Natalie. I'm Ricky Lee. And we're on this frequency. We are on this frequency. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about lying this week. Um, why you always lying? lying. That song mm. has been in my head. <laughs> all week. All week <laughs> since we've been planning this episode, like straight up. Yeah, no, same. And then the, the little meme with the guy with the leg up on the rock. I sent it to you. <laughs> yes, yes. I sent it to you so you could see it. It just all goes together. <clears throat> it does go together. We all lie all the time daily yes and you know who gets lied to the most no oh yes yes i was thinking about this the people at the registers yes like and i always imagine well not imagine because i experience it all the time there was one time i was really hungover and i pulled up to a starbucks and the lady's like good morning you know how they're all yeah. just excited to be there how are you the- I'm hungover, ma'am, and I don't feel well. And I had a really bad night, and I'm just straight up, like, honest. Right. She hooked me up with a really good drink. I don't remember. It was some kind of tea, but she was just so pleasant. And then we ended up, when I went to go pay for it, talking. and So I learned, you know what? I'm going to just try being honest. Yeah. And just telling people, I'm actually having a really shitbag day. (laughs) Like, things are not okay. That's funny because we're so used to that it's so just generic hey how are you today i'm fine (laughs) we're zombies yeah it's just zombie status that's what it is (laughs) but i couldn't imagine being the clerk or the person at the register having someone like you for example (laughs) that saying like i'm hungover i wouldn't know how to respond because because you are in a zombie and you're not really actually thinking (laughs) at at that point you're just conditioned and it's customer service it's just like how are you that i get this person in and out yeah yeah and that's where the real element of customer service disappears right yeah Mm -hmm. so we're really lying to ourselves even at that point yeah 100 to the other people and to us we're doing us a disservice well, I mean, but that's how we were raised. Like, that's how it goes. And then people wonder why we don't give them a 10 out of 10 when they say, can you please take my survey for your customer service experience? <laughs> true. It sucked. True, 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 true. true. <laughs> you didn't want to hear my life story. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, I want to say that that's kind of a very mild, yeah, mild version of lying. Yeah. You know, just little white lies that we do every day, all the time, you know like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and whatnot. But what inspired this episode was a very interesting experience that I recently found out about. Yeah. Um, Jody, who's, who's a wonderful follower of ours, yeah. sends me this picture and she says, hey, is this, your, is this your ex-husband? So I was married to someone, my second marriage, and this person was incarcerated for 22 years yeah we met while he was in prison he became a great friend 
And mm-hmm. so he was released mm-hmm. three years ago. Okay. Has had a wonderful life, successful, went back to school, mm-hmm. um, got a job, had a, has a wonderful place to live. Like his life was just put together. Like everything that he was working towards. He was thriving. He was thriving. Oh. Okay. So I was really happy for him. And yeah, we, um, he was re- recently engaged. He met a wonderful woman. They okay. hit it off really well. I think they were, they've been together for like eight months. Okay. Recent. Yeah. So Jody sends me this picture and it says something like, um, need help. It was like, not a, it was like a GoFundMe. And it oh. says that he was in a, a terrible car accident. I'm sorry, motorcycle accident. Oh, no. Okay, on the 101 freeway, January 1st. And he's in critical condition, on a ventilator, in a coma. Like, he's fighting for his life. And and the flyers, not, it's not a flyer, but it's like a post, you know, that's talking about... Right. The, the, what's happening. The girlfriend's, the fiance's family is looking for support. And I'm like, holy... Sh- this is him. I just talked to him on the 29th of December. Oh, shit. And, on, and, and I told him because he was, he's a big fan of motorcycles and I always told him, you know, I don't know. They're just not safe. I always had just kind of a bad feeling about motorcycles and him on a motorcycle. Okay. So um, he, he got into a very bad accident. Oh, my Fighting gosh. for his life, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. I, it was, I was thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. I reached out to his family um his niece who i was very close with and i told her i sent her the flyer i said did you know this happened she said no had no clue yeah and so she then shares it with the rest of his family right and so now the family reaches out Mm -hmm. to this fiance Mm -hmm. and it turns out that the fiance had no idea of course that he had family oh my god now both of it's like a novella oh it gets worse (laughs) it gets worse so she finds out that he has family mm-hmm. and then she called his work to tell his work, hey, he got into this terrible car accident and he worked for a foundation that helped um, inmates that were coming out, restore their lives, get themselves together and, you know, situate them. So it made sense that he also, that he worked there because right. it kind of connected him with the program, so to speak. So yeah. she calls and tells them and then... They tell her, oh, no, like, that's terrible, God, considering he just got out. And, and she says, what? Oh, my goodness. In shock. No idea. She had no clue that he had just gotten out of prison. Oh. So now she's dealing with Morning. her fiance who, who's <laughs> fighting for his life. Right, right, right. And she just finds out that he has family and that he just got out of prison and was in there for 22 years. Listen, I'm not involved whatsoever, <laughs> and I'm stressed. I don't even know how to process everything you just said. I didn't know how to process. I'm not involved in any of that. And I was like, oh, God, how do you even? And you know what? Yeah. I, I, almost, I almost wanted to pick, pick up the phone and tell her, like, it's okay. You yeah, know? yeah. Because in my mind, I was thinking, why would he not tell her this? Yeah. You you asked for her hand in marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not? That's kind of a big one, you know? Jesus, just a little bit, right? Right. But but then when I when I really thought about it, it just kind of really made me think, well, why do people lie? Why do people withhold very important information? Yeah. Why do people withhold omit details about their said lives that could potentially affect the this new life that they're trying to have? Right. Right. So 
in my head, I'm justifying why he wasn't, why he withheld that, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know, listening to that immediately in my head, I think just about lying in general, we all want so badly to be loved and accepted. Right. That lying is a better idea than telling the truth because that's such a big risk, you know? So, I mean, who knows what he was actually thinking, right? And maybe he'll live to tell the story, but it's just, you you go through something so heavy like that. How do you tell someone like, hey, by the way, um, I was in prison and then you get judged and then so, you don't know how this person that you're getting feelings for is going to react. You could lose them because they could be like, sorry, yeah. I, don't, I don't deal with that. I'm out. Yeah. I remember when when we were together, he, he lied to me about college, about going um, going to a university and something. And I remember asking him, like, you're in prison. Like, it does not get worse. I, I met you here. I know what you've done. I know why you're here. Yeah. You do not have to lie. Yeah. Why are you lying about something right. that is pointless? But that's also where I started to understand the the strong desire and the pull right to just like look i did this or, or i i could have done this or i finished this and i'm just not i, I get it like you said it goes back to acceptance or yeah and also sometimes why do you it, feel worthy that sounds like worthiness it, it does have, you know I think, I mean? have a lot to do with worthiness as well i think um well one side of it right because i feel like lying is just such a broad it can be so many things yeah Right. It is so many things. There's so many shades of lying. Yeah. And levels. But but yeah. some some aspects of lying are acceptable. Right. Right. Some right, are right. not. And so that's right. my question. Right. What is an acceptable lie? What is an acceptable omission? Mm-hmm. Like when we like, like, let's say I'm going to throw you a surprise birthday party. So I'm going to lie to you and tell you, like, we're going to go to the other side of the town <laughs> you know to do to pick up i don't know laundry and then in reality we're gonna go to your 40th birthday party or whatever the case may be right that's a like acceptable lie so it's interesting you mentioned that because um when i was expecting my son in my first marriage um i planned a photo shoot with my friend that i went to high school like of me being pregnant like fully clothed it wasn't nothing inappropriate right but i wanted to document the moment and give it to him for father's day yeah okay yeah so i'm on aol instant message <laughs> with i'm glad my you had friend. aol so <laughs> did i i still have the email with too. my friend right <laughs> and i'm like hey mm-hmm. um when can we meet you know the photo shoot this that and the other da, 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 da. Yeah. so we're talking and he finds this <laughs> right so the day that i go and i pick up the pictures he confronts me what are you doing Oh. Are you seeing somebody else? You're going to go on a photo shoot. Really, I'm, pr- I'm like full blown pregnant. And yeah. you think I'm going to just take photos somewhere. <laughs> I learned he didn't like surprises. Oh. Had, don't, and did not appreciate, yeah. you know, not withholding information, even if it was something for his benefit. How yeah. the hell was I supposed to know? I didn't right. know. Right. Right. Wasn't being honest about something, but it was for <laughs> a good cause. So acceptable. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. On one end. But, and, and then you see, we end up having these grudges and we don't know how <laughs> to react. And I believe that we carry ourselves so much differently as a result of lies that were told to us. And we become kind of jaded in a sense. Explain. 
um, kind of like how you were, you, so uh, pre-production, right? You were asking what, what lie <laughs> we've told mm-hmm. that has greatly impacted Your us. lives. Right. But in the reverse, I was thinking like, what lie was I told that changed my life? Okay. So, and I think I'm going off on a tangent now. I'm sorry. No. Postpartum. Anyways, next. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> you know where so, I'm trying to go? Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. Because and they're two separate things. So I did. I sent Ray and I sent Natalie a text message and I said, hey, prior to the um, podcast, think about a lie that you told that affected your yeah, just the path that you went the on. The path right? that you went on, right? Yeah, your life. Right. So, because I have, I have one in particular that I've held on to for a really long time that I thought, damn, like my life really would have turned out. And it's not to say that I don't like where my life ended up now, but, but it would have been very different, right? Mm. So I thought, well, everyone has to have that moment where they made a decision to mm-hmm. not do something or to do something or to lie about something that completely changed the trajectory of their lives. Yeah. So do you have one? Uh, not in particular. I was thinking about it too hard. And then... <laughs> Overthinking? Yeah. Last mm-hmm. episode. Yes. <laughs> so what was one that you were holding on to if you want to share? Or it's probably share? the only one that I have that I can distinctly remember. Mm-hmm. I was in... Um, I went to Vina Dinks Middle School. Mm-hmm. and No, I didn't. Where did I go? Uh, yeah, Vina Dinks. You just lied about that. I right just now. lied about that. <laughs> okay, so I went. I was going there, right? And I wanted to go to Chafee High School so bad. Mm-hmm. That's where I wanted to go to school. We would go in elementary school and junior high, and we would see all the performances okay. at the, the auditorium that they would have, and it was historic, and I loved it. And all I could think about was, I want to perform on that stage one day, Okay, right? So I get in trouble uh-huh. in eighth grade, and it's the story of Hex coming over to my house and doing a little party here in the studio where we're at now okay. that my parents were like, you're out of hand. Right. Like, your life's out of control. You're going to Catholic school. And I was like, no. Right. I don't want to go to Catholic school. So they sent me to St. Lucie's Priory High School in um, Glendora, I think it is. Oh, wow. Glendora. You went far. Girl, I had to take the bus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I hated it. And most of the girls that go to private schools, like, they've all been in school together, like, their whole life. Mm. They all know each other. So, so the was, cliques are already exactly. there. Exactly. So it was me and some girl from Pomona. <laughs> <laughs> Just hung out, and we were kind of the outsiders, right? <clears throat> I tried out for the basketball team. I'm not athletic, okay? Didn't work out. I ended up managing the team, right? Oh, okay. Tried for softball too. Didn't work out because they're all freaking professionals, right? Yeah. So and they have time and they've had time. In. My parents saw that I was frustrated, and yeah. so then my dad was like, "All right, well, if you try out for one more thing, and it doesn't work out, then you can. We'll send you back to Chafee." Okay. So I'm like, okay. So I try out for the newspaper. Okay. You had to write this big old essay and da 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 da. I write it and I get in okay. and I get accepted. Okay. And I'm excited. I'm like, yeah. So it felt good, right? I was accepted. I got in. I got in at a good level. <clears throat> I'm going to be a writer. Yeah. This was cool because it was something. hard to get into the paper. But then I'm like, if I go back and tell my parents, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to go to Chafee. This mm-hmm. is my shot. Yeah. So I come back home and I tell my parents, I didn't make the paper. Oh, my gosh. And I'm lucky that they didn't ask me <laughs> yeah. for, like, a paper or a note or anything like that. So my dad was like, all right, cool. Really? You're out. <laughs> yes. So the next year, sophomore year, I'm back at Chafee. Nice. But not back at Chafee, but I started at Chafee. Yeah. So here's the thing. If I would have stayed at St. Lucie's, yeah. 
Because they guarantee that every person will graduate and go to college no matter what. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah, to go to that school. To go to that school and go to a good college. And that's what, you know, my life would have turned out very, very different. Had I not told that lie, had I not come back and told my parents that I did not get accepted to that. Now, here's the thing. I do end up at Chafee, and I do everything I wanted to do there. I performed on that stage. I wrote for the paper, too. I was in yearbook. I did homecoming. Oh, okay. I did all of those things. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out. I didn't go to college after that. So it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) To my point, like, my life went in a totally, and and that's one thing that I ponder often. Yeah. If I would have just been honest, and if I would have just stayed there. Right. What would my life have have been? And again, it's not to say that I'm not happy with what I've done with my life. Yeah. But it would have been very, very different. Yeah. Well, you know, it interesting when I was preparing for this episode, you know how our phone likes to listen to us and all of that wonderful stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, maybe it was just coincidence, but I follow this uh, Montessori toy company. They're called Love Every. And every now and again, they'll they'll post facts about um, developing babies and toddlers and whatnot. And so they posted about toddlers and lying and... Lying toddlers? Yes. And they stated the fact that lying is a sign of cognitive growth, but your child may not always intend to deceive you when they say something that's untrue. For toddlers, the line between reality and fantasy is blurred. So it can be make-believe or imaginary. It starts as early as two, and it's a sign that they're becoming, becoming aware of other people's feelings. So, for example, um, two reasons why they misrepresent the truth could be that alternate versions of events feel real to them. So they can say they may tell a story where um, that they hope will happen. Or if they say, for example, they knocked over some toys, they'll say, oh, the monster did it. Got it, got it, got it. So that they won't so that they won't get um they won't get in trouble, in trouble or because they're already signaling or they're already noticing that you didn't like that, 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 that happened. Yes. Yes. So if I just do this, then so it's almost like a coping thing. Yeah. Or like a way to like, Oh shit, I don't know what's going to happen. And you don't want to disappoint what you already know is going to happen because it already happened. Yes. I didn't know that. Right. It's very interesting. And, um, and yeah, so they've been confronted and they realize that something isn't right. So they're worried about the consequences. And when they mentioned that part about their worry, it just, it's screaming that everyone just wants, we just want to be loved. We just so badly want the approval and we're trying so hard not to fuck up. And it starts at two years old. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it ever stops either. So I I guess we're just conditioned. It's a part of growth. It is. It is. Do you think that there's a way to tell the truth without hurting someone? No. No, I don't think so because we are different. We grew up differently. We have different um, environments that we grew up in. Um, the way that we experience and see the world is completely different. So I think it's inevitable to tell the truth to someone without hurting their feelings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. But my little reliable book all right let's see it so he says 
when we see someone suffer because of something we have said, we might say, well, I was only telling the truth. Mm. It may have been the truth, but it may also have been unskilled and hurtful. Mm. Loving speech requires telling the truth in such a way that it benefits others, the world, and ourselves. When we tell the truth, we do so with compassion. We speak in such a way that we that the hearer can accept what we're saying, right? Mm. So I might not want to tell you something mm -hmm. that's going to hurt you, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that on the forefront of what I'm going to tell you, it's going to be painful and you're going to hurt and it's going to bother you. But I know that at the root of it, right. it's actually going to be good for you. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So if we could just get past that uncomfortable part, right? Right, right. Then then it works out. So I'll give you an example. I was, I was seeing someone, right? Mm -hmm. And in the dating process, mm -hmm. you get to know each other. Right. And I realized early on, oh, man, this person has stronger feelings for me than I have for them. Okay, and, yeah. And I don't see myself long-term with this person. I like this person. I'm having a great time with this person. Mm. But shit, right? Yeah. And I was I mortified to, to, like, have a straight-up conversation with them and say, like, you know what? You're an amazing person. You're cool. But it's just you're not... We're not compatible the way you want to be compatible. Right. And I knew that that was going to hurt. But if I didn't do it in that moment, mm -hmm. this was going to be a, I don't want to carry this. Right. <laughs> Which I have carried things like this before. And I'm right. not trying to carry that weight anymore, you know? Right. So it hurt me telling this person that too, because they didn't, they didn't deserve that. But then too, mm. I deserve to be happy as well. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Initially, the pain exists. Yes. Yeah. But that's why this guy's saying be tactful. Be in the way skillful that you in the way deliver. that you deliver it. Mm. Right? Because you can say like, hey, I know this is going to hurt you. And I'm hurting that it's going to hurt you. Mm. But bear with me because it's just, you know, it's temporary. But the root, you'll thank me later for doing this now instead of long. That takes courage. Yeah. Yeah. I could agree that that would probably save a lot of at least in my experience, when I'm thinking about things that have been said to me or not said to me, if someone would have just prepared me like, hey, this is going to suck, but these are the reasons why. Yeah, but what, how do you prepare someone for that? Because I'm just learning that right now. Right. <laughs> like, as an adult, I'm just learning. How do learning. you teach someone? Right. That's to... not taught. No. No, well, it's I mean, not. Here I... we have it, right? But no one's passing around all these little books, <laughs> right? To, hey, no, this is how you can. And, no, and sometimes I think that it takes like getting really hurt yeah. to to then tell yourself well let me figure this out here why did right. this happen and then mm. you go through the whole self-help da -da -da -da, yeah. like let me read up and understand and then you get insight to it which is the beautiful thing about getting older yeah that is honestly the best thing about about getting older but i also want to touch on something that in the sidebar conversations that Ray and I have, mm -hmm. he brought up a really excellent point about the lies that we tell ourselves right mm -hmm. and I want to distinguish also the difference between lying to ourselves yeah. <laughs> and speaking things into existence. Okay. Okay. But Ray, could you kind of touch on what you were? So I think um, in a lot, of, a lot of aspects, we always end up lying to ourselves. Right. Even if it's to, f to save someone else's feelings and make sure that they're okay, right? We tend to lie more to ourselves than we do to other people. Yes. So agreed. I think when we when we end up doing that, like uh, Natalie was saying, like how do we know 
that like how do we know how to cope with stuff like that or how do we prepare people like that i think by us lying to ourselves that's us building that preparation to know how to bring that forward towards somebody else because it's just like all right I don't want them to feel the way I felt when I had to lie to myself about a situation. Right. Mm. Right. I think what ends up happening though, is like how you're saying, like speaking things into existence versus lying to yourself, speaking things into existence. Isn't a lie. That's just a, that's a thought process. Right. But a lie would be like, I'm going to tell you something, but I'm going to say it so many times to you and other people that I need to believe it. And it's not much so like speaking something into existence. It's really just putting up that wall for you to not have to mm. deal with that accountability. You know, accountability is a great, <laughs> is a great continuous conversation that Ray and I have also had. But we continue to be the victims. <clears throat> Hell oh, yeah, it's easier. Time. Yeah, because the then time. you don't have to blame anybody else. Yeah, then you're just the one hurt. Yeah, and that's a whole hell of a lot easier. Ugh. That but, it is. So what what would you guys think? So obviously because since we're we lie to ourselves. Would you would you agree that nine out of ten times if we're gonna lie, it's more to ourselves than it is to other people? Yes. Yeah. So is that because we don't want to face the accountability? And mm-hmm. if that's if that's the reason, what is accountability to yourself? Like what what do you define as accountability? And what aspect do you see accountability as mm. that's a deep question <laughs> jesus ray but can you give me a minute <laughs> well think about what you've lied to yourself the most about right or what you've led yourself to believe right so when i think of that <clears throat> i think about like how much i've worked and we've been constantly having this conversation right i think about that what i've done the last 22 years of my life right yeah work 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 and i'm telling myself right well it's because I have to provide for my kids. I got to provide for my family. I have to do this. I have to do this. Da, 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 because I have in my head what I think I'm supposed to be doing mm. for my family. This is what I think is best. And so I'm lying to myself. Yeah. C- convinced myself. Yeah. That it was a healthy thing to be away from my family as much as I have been mm. because I'm in pursuit of a better life for them. Right. Only to discover. The irony. The irony. <laughs> only to discover that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to do all that. I didn't, have, I didn't have to do all that. My values were completely off. Yeah. But also you're in a state of survival. Right. You're in a so state So you've of already just, brainwashed your yes. mindset to think that you have to be doing other things. Yes. And then also going back to pleasing people like I, and I can remember as and I always tease my brother and I always say like he, my brother's the favorite mm. and you know he was always the calm child, the you Lies know we cooperative ourselves the cooperative kid and from what i was told growing up you know i was the loud rambunctious active can't sit still mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. and i took that and right. then created this person yeah. in my head that was not Actually good enough that. right right <laughs> that was not not good enough but in my head this is good and this is bad good is being quiet sitting still yeah. And and not questioning things. And, you know, the opposite is all of me. <laughs> and so then when I discover that, I then try to then please people. Mm. Okay, I realize that you don't like this about me, mom and dad. 
Let me so let me try this and let me do this and none of it is even so now I think like damn well who the fuck am I then <laughs> like what? right because who I've been I? told that I'm this rambunctious kid right um so similarly to you uh and this is coming up recently for me right because now I have a child and so and this is always and this is on my side of the family right well why is the baby fussy? Oh, it's because Natalie's, Natalie's, this is what Natalie gets because Natalie's always in a bad mood because Natalie's <laughs> stubborn because Natalie's this and it's always negative. And I'm like, is it negative? So is he, is he only, does he only have the bad uh, characteristics of me? Why is it that when he's happy, oh, he's like Natalie. So then I'm thinking, right, like, Whenever anyone in my family gets uh, sees the baby and his temperament and all of that, oh my God, he's just like Natalie. When he's always smiling, da, 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 he's a happy baby, right? right. Oh, he's like Natalie. He's a perfect baby. But then when you ask my mom, I know, es como la Natalie. It's just a bad kid. He's crying. Why is he crying? Wait, so he's you stubborn. Were the bad kid of your. But I wasn't the bad kid. <laughs> so I'm over here all fucked up, like how you're saying, like, so. I've been told my whole life that I was a bad kid, but when I think about my upbringing and how I actually presented myself to people, I was a good child. I was shy. I was quiet. I never spoke out of line. I wasn't this kid with the boogers coming out and the silver teeth, you know, because they have like a, there's a, there's a thing about those kinds of kids, right? Right. Um, <coughs> and, and so then I think, well, I've um, been lying or been lied There's about wrong with how I am. No, there. Yeah, sorry guys, there isn't, but it's just a meme, so it's funny. That's pretty. That's pretty accurate. That's not, that's not something that hasn't been formulated as a lie. That's kind of truthful. Wow. Um. So. So, you know, when you continue, like you're saying, to be told these things, it becomes the truth. And that's how I think what uh, Ricky and Ray is, are saying about how things manifest themselves. Yeah, well, I've been told these things about myself. Well, now, now you know what? I guess I am a bad person. <laughs> well, Natalie, have, have you ever um, answered that question to yourself in regards to understanding that? you're besides Mike, you're the only person that baby has any type of comparison to. And uh -huh. and I don't think they would dare try to compare what Mike was like as a kid. Cause they didn't, grow they didn't up know. Him. So right. I used to get upset when people would be like, Oh, Oh, God, I was like, thank Samantha, God you said that because I thought it was just me in my no, head. No, like, no, fuck, no. postpartum's really fucking me up. No, because <laughs> I, mean, I, I used to have that mindset too. Like when my son was born and it was my first kid. So I was just like, man, I don't know if I'm doing things right. Right. But the same thing, like, Oh, if he's in the, if he's, if he's mad, then he's like this. Or if he's happy, he's like this, but it's just like, yo, you know, he has two parents. Right. <laughs> you know what who I mean? else is he going to be like, but at the end of the day, we got to like put the perspective down as Excuse me. my family will always say that my children are like me because right. they have a lifetime of knowing references. Me. Right. And your family would be doing the same thing. They don't, they've known Mike how long, yeah, right, for a percent, you and know, like the six years or whatever it is. He wasn't even a child, so right. he was already a grown man, so they don't have a reference to that. Yeah. To say, oh, well, he's, you're the only reference. They're not going to say that he's like your sister because your sister 
Right, no, nada que ver. <laughs> yeah, right, like, that's not... Yeah, yeah, and that's where it seriously takes so much of me to to realize, like, okay, those comments are not, um, they're not meant to be hurtful or they're not meant to be, you know, taking a jab at me. But it is, but it really gets to you sometimes, like, oh, fuck, like, why? If he's crying, he's a child. Of course he's going to cry, you know? So I, it's wild. I think it's really wild out there. You, you get caught up in, in your head. So my next question is, what do you do with pathological liars? Like people who you know are just constantly lying. Dismiss you- them. Bye. We're not friends no more. You know what? That <laughs> 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 was I'm easy. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was easy. Sometimes, depending on the person, right? I'll, I'll, I'll just carry on with it. Mm. Oh, you go along with it. I, I'll go along with it because, like, if you know that they're lying, right? It's like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm just gonna go along with it. We're gonna, we're gonna roll with it. I've done that. And at some point, your truth is gonna come out, and I'm just gonna look at you like <laughs> I knew all along. Yeah. So the, so you said what again? Yeah. Mm. You we had how, we had how many months of this story? Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to let them because they'll continue to do it. If you dismiss them, they'll, they may not do it to you again now or they yeah. may not do it. But at some point, they'll come up with another reason to, to do it. I remember listening to Big Boy this week, right? And he asked a question for the callers to call in and ask, what was like the craziest lie that you had um, encountered, mm. right? So some lady called in and um, she, in short, she pretty much said that, I guess just time frame wise, so that there's context that this took place like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So 10 years ago, someone called into work to tell work that they can't go into work because they ran over their car keys and now their tire is flat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So when we hear that, we're like, well, that doesn't, how the hell do you run over your car keys? <laughs> and it was funny when he said that, because when he said that, everybody's like, well, it's push to start. It's push to start. But it's like, no, that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. We didn't have push to start. So how are you going to run over car keys that should be in the ignition? Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, this person like really didn't think to fabricate a better situation. Yeah. Just to go out. That's bad liars. And not be at work. Bad liars. And I, but I also want to... <laughs> Add the bad listeners. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's oh, a good okay. Point. That's a good point. We'll take care of it. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So th- I want to ask you. So I'm reading this book, All About Love by Bell Hooks, uh-huh. which um, a good friend of mine gave me a while ago, and I never took the time to actually read it. So I gave it back to her. But, and you can, you can't, it's not an audible. Yeah. But there's a passage in here that says, and I'm going to read it word for word because then I'll pose the question to you guys, right? That says, widespread cultural acceptance of lying is a primary reason many of us will not know love. It is impossible to nurture one's own or another's own spiritual growth when the core of one's being and identity is shrouded in secrecy and lies. Trusting that another person always intends good, having a core foundation of loving practice cannot exist within the context of deception. Mm. So it goes back to, which we've had conversations about this too, you're never going to know everything about the person that you're with, your partner. You're never going to know 
everything. All of them. Right. And and if you decide you're going to spend your life with someone, right, is it fair to say that you have to expect being lied to? Do you really expect mm. to never be lied to? Well, here's here's the thing, though. Is it a lie if they never told you? That's omitting. That's a form of lying, I guess. But we always end up... Compart- That's withholding. We always compartmentalize things right mm-hmm. so we just got to put that we got to put omitting in its own compartment of lying it's a and then different we, department and then we gotta <laughs> but then we gotta break it down like okay well this is where he's at right okay omitting is this type of lying and how severe is that lie how much do we take from that lie does it affect us so so we are saying that we would accept lies right but what, but what categorizes the value of the lie is how it impacts your relationship. Because I, I I'll be honest with you, and Samantha knows this too, and she'll tell me all the time, I don't need to know what you did in the past. Okay, She Fair. She oftentimes always wondered, like, why does this man know everywhere, know <laughs> someone everywhere we go? Right. Like... After a while, you start putting two and two together and you realize like, okay, oh. there's something, there's mm-hmm. something up. Then there's a reason why he knows a lot of people and places are nowhere near where we are right. from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like I've told her, I'm, there's a lot of things that I've done in my past and we've been together a long time, but there's a lot of things that I've never done. I mean, I've never told her that I've done out of just, you know what? You don't need to know. So are there things, so that's your past, but are there things now that you've not, and both of you are married, that you guys have not told your partners for the sake of not wanting to hurt them? No, I think, I think once you become a, like a one unit like that, Mm -hmm. you have to find ways of telling the truth like Natalie had mentioned earlier, without hurting somebody. Skillfully. Because if, if, the, if your significant other can't tell you the truth and you can't accept it, why are you with that person? Um, and I also want to add to your, to what your, the question that is mentioning something from the past, bringing anything fruitful to the present. Right. Like why is why is bringing something up from the past relevant today? Because, yeah, I don't think I don't I'm sure there's plenty of things that Mike doesn't know about me um, from before we we started dating and got married. Da, da, da. But none of that is none of it serves us. It's not beneficial to. Yeah. The relationship. Yeah. So let me ask a hypothetical question mm-hmm. to the both of you. Mm-hmm. OK, you're at work. Mm hmm. And there's a new person that starts there at work. And you guys hit it off. They're attractive. Work husbands. No, 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 no. They're they're attractive. Mm -hmm. You guys get along really good. Like, everything is great. And then said person asks you out, hey, you know what? You've been so great with me starting work here. Yeah. Let me take you out for some coffee as a thank you. Mm. This sounds like a sexual harassment he's <laughs> webinar. You. Why would he? Why would it be sexual harassment if you're attracted to him? Yeah. Like he's a good-looking person. Yeah, yeah. You get along great. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. 
Well, for you, it'd be a woman. Oh, no, no, no. The thing <coughs> is, you, ju- you just... Excuse me. You just bypassed what Natalie said. Which part? As, uh, as far as it being oh, sexual harassment. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's be realistic here. <laughs> if a man asked a woman out that was his coworker, it mm-hmm. would be considered sexual harassment, correct? Uh, now, according if, to my work, if the woman asked a man out and she doesn't necessarily have That's to not be sexual attracted, harassment. it's not sexual harassment. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying? That's true. So now, no, we're all just, now, now the company's lying. Yep. <laughs> See? See? Okay. okay so, but, so hypothetically, hypothetically, you go, you get coffee. And you're like, oh my god, I like this person. He gets me. He gets me. Oh my god. And you're both vibing like yeah. it's. Bo- <clears throat> and for a minute, you think in your head like, oh, dang, this could have, this could have worked out differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because to to not think that is not realistic, right? We all have those weird ass. That's not just- human, like. It's it's unhuman to not have those thoughts, right? right? Where we are you, attracted you, to other people. Think about that. You're not going to come home and tell your partner, oh, my God, this person at work. Like, I totally dig him. He's super cool. He asked me out for coffee. We got along really, really great. Well, that goes back to what Natalie said. How beneficial is that to your relationship? You're right. I would downplay that so hard. <laughs> if that was something that were to happen in a real life scenario and I went out for coffee with someone that was really attractive and Mike asked me, hey, how's your day? Oh, you know, it was good. I just. Caught some coffee with a coworker, and then you know the fucking computers went down, and it was bullshit. And yeah, you don't got to go into. I didn't meet a deadline. Okay, I am not talking about this guy at all. (laughs) Okay, cool. So then Mike comes a couple. couple, Lie to me. Hold on. Yeah, lie to me. (laughs) Exactly. Which we have an episode about that. I knew you were going there. We want to be lied to. So here's the thing. Mike comes back to you a couple weeks later. Yeah. Hey, you know that coffee shop that um, our mutual friend works at? She was telling me she saw you there with some dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who, what happened? I'm blushing even right now as you're, like, <laughs> saying this. This didn't happen, I swear. <laughs> um, yeah. See, because now, now, because you omitted it. Now you're on it, the spot. Now, because you omitted it, and you right. did, it wasn't necessary, and right. it wasn't going to bring any value to the relationship, now your ass is lying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, yeah. well, here's the thing, though, Ricky. If someone brings it up, you're still not lying. Right. Right. Because you didn't, in, in order to lie, you actually have to say something that's contrary to what happened. And she, and if we say it in that aspect of how Natalie's saying, like, I went, I had coffee and you know, went back to work, the computers went Would, down. This, okay. If you're not saying any to, anything to the contrary of what happened, mm-hmm. you're not lying. Would you consider that a secret? Mm. Mm. but it's a secret a lie well i was even gonna go that it's up to the person to believe it's gonna be up to them to believe whatever they want to believe are they gonna believe me or are they gonna believe the coffee shop person you know what i mean and the thing is the coffee the the coffee shop person perspective yeah it depends on how they say it yeah like yo bro oh girl yo yo girl yeah right which then which then turns into hearsay which a lot of us believe all the time. Oh, the cheese is which, hot with that one you too. Got, you got to take in. You got to take into consideration who's telling you and how they're telling you, mm-hmm. right? You know what? So that now, now the situation that mm. you just presented, Natalie and I, you have to break it down <laughs> a lot more than as simple as 
you're trying to get an answer out of. Right? Ooh, and that person's reputation too. Sorry, I'm getting really into this. Of no, the no, coffee no, no, person? Yeah, sense. yeah. Okay, like, so, oh, so, they're just a chismosa, no, or so, they're just, you know, they like to start drama. Yeah. I, I was in a situation recently where somebody was like, well, so-and-so said that you did this, this, and that. I didn't even entertain the conversation. I didn't ask, well, who said what? And what I didn't say, because hey, it Ricky, was... Yes? Was it true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over here like, can you tell us more? <laughs> Hell no, it wasn't true. But I was so irritated, the person that was questioning me, because I'm like, you talked all this shit that, oh, yeah, we're cool. We try, we're going to help each other. This, that. Oh. And you're, you're, <clears throat> doubt, you're accusing me of doing something yeah. that I did not. I was not. And I had never done that before. I would be like, well, who said it and why? And I would be concerned about what this person thought mm. about me and I would have been concerned with making sure that this person knew that I did not say that. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was like, if you want to believe that, go for it. Right. It was probably one of the first times in my life where I was like, I'm not <clears throat> contributing yeah. to any kind of hearsay. None of that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hell yeah, meows. <laughs> and that becomes just so much awareness of, of you. Well, what's that quote? I always I say it all the time that your your perception of me is a reflection of you or oh, your yeah, reflection yeah. of you or I don't know. The we have perception to look. of said person is a reflection. of I don't know. Right. right. And I the awareness. Yeah, I'm, I'm too out of it now, but um, I'll have to post it later. So so it just means that you're no longer entertaining just bullshit. No. Nah. And it's very big of you and of anyone that does this practice like, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just. Let let it out of your system, and I'm not going to entertain this. I got to go. I have other things that I need to concern myself with that are more important. Which is why it always irritates me when people are like, oh, I'm not dealing with this high school bullshit. No, you're grown-ass people. It mm -hmm. has nothing to do with being in high school. Mm -hmm. You're still behaving in ways that ironically are high though, school. <laughs> ironically, though, the people that say that they're not going to deal with this high school bullshit are usually the people that, that start do. the high school bullshit. 100%. Always. 100%. Every single time. Yeah. It's like, I'm... <laughs> I ain't going to get into all this, but it's like, bro, you're the <laughs> one that brought this conversation up. We're talking about it because you. Now, now you got to be a grown-ass man and, and face the situation, a grown-ass woman and face the situation. You can't just bring something up and, yeah. then, and then leave the leave, leave the premise and be like, all right, you guys figure that out. Like, that doesn't right. make any sense. And, and I want to tie it back to what we were talking about earlier and what this quote has to say, right? Mm -hmm. This quote is, this book is saying, like, we're not going to know love mm -hmm. until we can create a real safe space for the people in our lives to be 100% honest. Right. But the thing is, is I don't think we are ready for that honesty. As much as people want to be like, I want you to be honest with me. I want you to tell me everything. No, you don't. You don't want to know what I'm thinking. You I don't want to know what I'm doing. You right. don't have an interest in every whatever. Yes, you don't. Right. 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 And that's okay. And it's all right. That's okay. Totally okay. So as much as I love what she's saying that like, all right, cool. Um, if you want to have a, a real, which ironically, she dedicates the book to a person that she loves deeply. Hmm. And she says that he knows all of her sides, like the mm. good, the bad, the ugly. I think they used to be married. Now they're not, but they're still Strong really bond. close. So I, I do believe that there are relationships that exist where you can be yourself. But yeah. I think before you can be yourself with people, Others? 
how do you wash off the lies that you've told yourself so that you can know how to be yourself with yourself? Right. So you can learn how to be honest with yourself and hold yourself accountable to what you're saying, right? Like that's, I'm just learning that. Right. And so part of that, um, so I've been studying to answer that question, right? Because now I feel like, oh, this is the light. Mm -hmm. And you've been studying this and I've been studying this and, and everyone here and that's getting to know us will know that we work really hard every day, almost too hard to better <laughs> ourselves. Um, there's this book Ricky that Ricky was reading, um, The Energy Codes, right here. I love that book. I've read um, like seven times. And it's... It basically letting you know how to uh, treat yourself, treat your body better. Um, it talks a lot about what is it your 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 true self, your passionate self. Mm -hmm. There's a term that they use. Um, anyways, but it's letting you know that your chakras. It's teaching you that your chakras have to be aligned in order to um, to just live a life that of peace where you're not where you're gonna shed all of the lies all of the limiting beliefs that you've been told yada 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 so here i am rediscovering the chakras and why they're important um and very relevant to this topic and probably many many just everything because this is life in general right um so just to give a little bit of a, a little fun lesson here today right the chakras are a physical representation of your physical mind your body and your soul energy um there are seven chakras that exist up and down the spine from the root of the spine to the crown of the head um the internal wheel of the body has the potential the potential to flow within the balance of positive energy when all seven of the chakras are open so there is also a potential for an unbalance or a block when one or more of the seven chakras are closed off. So why does that matter? <laughs> if the chakras are not in balance, the path to our inner self and spiritual growth is also blocked. The throat chakra or the vishuddha, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, controls the speaking, sound, your authentic voice, mm -hmm. self-expression, communication, honesty, truth, etc etc anything related to throat right so how can we stay in balance if you're watching us right now on um, on twitch or on youtube you'll notice that ricky and i are wearing blue we were gonna drink blueberry tea but i forgot and your it. blue coat is off, my blue coat is here but i'm also wearing blue shoes <laughs> recycled from particles of the ocean stuff and old adidas. navy clothes adidas adidas okay yeah <laughs> i think my shirt is old navy but anyway but their logo is blue too mm -hmm, blue. see <clears throat> so anyway um when you're wearing blue colors or um eating blue foods like blueberries for example um it is believed that those will help heal that chakra mm -hmm. and there are other things too of course when you're saying um positive affirmations in regards to how you communicate self-expression or when you're doing certain yoga poses those are also helpful um with the throat chakra specifically but all chakras can be healed through did yoga you finish that book no no not at all i've um i've been back and forth with it so i, str the pages. I struggled with it because it's it's a tough it's a tough read mm -hmm. and so when I would hear people talk about the chakras and this, it mm -hmm. always sounded really easy. 
okay, if you do this yoga pose mm-hmm. or if you pray this or you do this and crystal this and crystal that. Right. It's not easy. And that balanced life with getting all your chakras aligned is daily work. Oh, yeah. It's not something that you do in one day. Isas, <clears throat> you're right. unblocked and you're speaking your truth. It does no. not work that way. <laughs> that is hard as work. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's a program. There's a there are doctors in there uh-huh. that um and I wish you, I would, I wish I would have known that you were talking about this book because uh, I found a practitioner mm-hmm. that does Sue Mortar's work. Okay. I went to go and see her. Yeah. This lady had me crying. Well, I easily cry anyways, but <laughs> she like identified certain parts of my body that I had like a lot of blockage. Blockages. Like and my throat chakra was one of them because mm. A, I either wouldn't say what I wanted to say or I wouldn't speak up for myself or I would withhold information or tell everybody everything's fine, everything's fine. But it wasn't. Yeah. Right. And that's been that way for years. Mm. And so that was one that I've been really, really, really trying to work on. um, Opening. Opening up. But that takes consistent. Oh, yeah. Daily work. Consistent daily work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's but it's beneficial and it's helpful and. It's it's a really that was a that was a game changer for me reading that book. And like I said, I read it like three, three, four times because I learned something new every time I read it. Yeah, it's you know, it as um as complex as it is, it It is complex. It is a good book to have because even the way that the book is set up, you can kind of go in and say, like how we're saying, right, that we want to learn how to heal our throat chakra. So you can even go to the the chapter where they're talking specifically about the throat chakra. So sure, it'd probably be best to read it from beginning to end, but it doesn't, it's just as beneficial to go in and like, all right, let me go through the middle of the book and see what they have. And they'll tell you how, you know, what the And I like that is. she, like a big focal part of her book is that she says, everything that happens to you, mm-hmm. even if it's bad or it's terrible, like terrible, devastating things that happen to you in your life mm-hmm. is for your absolute benefit. Mm-hmm. She really flips the, the script on that for you to understand that, cool, this terrible thing just happened to you? Well, yeah. here's an opportunity. Yeah. And here's what you can do to figure out what you needed to learn from this situation right. that you're crying in the corner about. Yeah. But it's necessary for you to take that next step of, you know, peace in your life or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, which is peace is not... At least for me, I don't think that peace is a constant state of being, realistically for mm-hmm. me, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's something that I work towards every day. Like yeah. I said, that requires a con- concentrated effort, yeah. time, space. Attention. Attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree that everything that's happening in our life is it's for us. It is for you. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And so with that, Natalie, the reminders, please don't lie to me. Okay. Okay. If it's going to hurt me, it's okay. I understand. (laughs) I'm not telling you like you've lied to me before. Fuck. (laughs) Disclaimer. Please. It's almost like when you enter into relationships with people, no matter what kind of relationship it is, friend, family, it's like you got to say, here's my contract. Here's my personal contract with you. Yeah. I don't care what happens between us. Don't lie to me. It's going to be okay. So, but isn't that just kind of a given? No. No, hell no. You don't think so? Like, you don't, like, just walk up into, and not that, you see, thing about expectation, right? Don't you just expect that someone's going to be real with you? Because we're 
good human beings. No. That's like a form of respect, though, right? What it's, is that? Yeah, that to, expectation? To, to not lie to somebody. Not the expectation, but like you don't it's go respect. into dealing with, in a, with a situation with someone automatically wanting to lie with them. If you lie to a person or if you go into a situation and you want to lie to that person, you have zero respect for that person. Mm. I don't think so. Because it goes back to if you, the day that you find yourself lying to whatever person you're just you're lying to. Yeah. Again, I really think that lying comes from a place of fear. You didn't want to hurt that person or you're trying to cover your ass for something. Right. Mm. Which even so, trying to cover your ass for something, it comes from a place of fear. But either either way, it comes from not an intention to lie to the person. But because the so my dad wrote, has a book of quotes and the first page of the book says avoid pain at all cost <laughs> at all costs avoid pain even this is not in the book but i think even if it means lying to someone sometimes right and uh-huh. this book covers that too where they say sometimes people do lie because if it's gonna avoid pain why not okay so give me an give me an example of that type of lie where it would avoid pain yeah, actually, give me two examples. Give me <laughs> I can't even give you no, one no, no. right now. So here, right? Give me an example of interacting with someone that you say you respect and you have to lie to them mm. to avoid the pain. pain, to avoid that type of conflict. And then give me an example of the contrary. Okay, well, I don't disagree with you that... <laughs> I, if you really respect someone, you don't lie to them. and if But which... Which goes back to trust. You have to really trust someone to be really honest with somebody. Yeah. Right? You have to feel in a safe place to tell somebody something they may not like. Here's what I do. Here's a bad habit I have. When I know someone's lying to me, fuck, which goes back to lying to myself. (laughs) When I know someone's lying to me, I'm already in my head justifying why they're lying. They're not even justifying it Themselves. themselves but in my head i'm like well they, they have lied to lie because this this and they went through this in their life Ay, and oh, yeah, oh pobrecito what the what is that and that, again Ray, going you know back what to, that is what that's that's the result of being an overthinker mm. really because you're you're already breaking down the situation i am and for, no even unfolded. For, no, for no reason and on behalf of the said liar for no reason, already, already, <laughs> you're already saying, validating all already of their saying, being. It's okay that you've lied to me. I understand, but don't do it. That's <laughs> insane. That is, you're helping I'm them out. They're not even trying they to. They don't even give a shit. Yeah, but I'm over here like, well, look at their life. And they're probably thinking, man, this shit was easy. <laughs> and so they keep lying. No, so, right? I'm the problem. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Um, I'm the problem. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing because I actually, I'm I'm genuinely embarrassed that I just said all of that out loud because (laughs) I had to picture that in my head. Listen, and that's why this part, again, this podcast (laughs) is genius because it takes saying things out Uh, loud in real time to be like, oh, fuck, there it is. That's the answer. Mm -mm. (laughs) You know what? And you know who I'm going to blame for this? My grandmother. Oh, God. Because I always, I, I always, I have her voice in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime something bad would happen mm-hmm. or her trying to explain on other people's behalf. Oh. oh, well, because this and 
that and you have to think about what you don't know about what people have going on mm. I mean, that was drilled into my head mm. anticipating what you don't know about things but then overthinking and coming up with an entire excuse for a person that doesn't knowing. give a shit about what they're telling you yeah yeah mm. <laughs> so i came across uh because i want to entertain this for a minute i came across this quote that says they don't lie to you because the truth will hurt your feelings. They lie to you because the truth might provoke you to make the choices that won't serve their interests. Oh, read that one more time. They don't lie to you because the truth will hurt your feelings. They lie to you because the truth might provoke you to make the choices that won't serve their interests. Damn. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> hey, honestly... That one deserved something a little bit more masculine than a meow. <laughs> the because, lie. Because that, that's, that goes along with what me and Ricky have had conversations in the past about. Where it's just like, who are you saving by telling that lie? Mm. You know, like, you feel like you're saving that other person. And, or they don't want to be receptive to it. But it's just like... Mm. Because you have to be receptive to the truth. And if you're not, is that a lie? Mm. Mm. Okay. You have to be receptive to the truth. And if it's not, is it a lie? You're lying to yourself if you're not right, right, right. taking it in as the truth, right? Because mm. you keep telling yourself, nah, bro. You, if, I shouldn't. Nah, I won't say this. <laughs> only because it's, it's, it goes to an extreme. But Hey, we love extremities here. So... Nah, I can't do it. <laughs> you can't be can't. honest with us, right? No, no, no. Because, well, see, so, Kat, I don't know if you guys know, obviously, you know who Cat Williams is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the comedian. So, there's a bit, and I forget what comedy special he had years ago, where he says, um, I pretty much, like, if so many people are telling you the same thing, right? And I'm I'm going to just context it because I don't want to say exactly what he said because it, it's inappropriate. It's hell of inappropriate <laughs> but if everybody is telling you or there's a majority of people that are telling you something and you choose not to listen to it damn it it's the truth right like mm. and then after that he says something else i don't want that's what i didn't want to say mm. but it's just like man like if if there's 10 of us in a room right ricky mm -hmm. and we'll say we'll say we're, we're all talking to Natalie mm -hmm. and Natalie goes home and talks to Mike. And I was like, man, the group and I were just having a conversation and they all said this about me, not all together, but just in separate conversations. Right. Not collectively. Right. Mm -hmm. At some point you have to realize that's the truth. And you're not, you, you can't, you can't not accept that. Right. Because it's like multiple because multiple people have said it about I completely me. disagree with that 100 percent. And okay. this is why, because at the end of the day, the truth is what you believe. Nobody. OK, well, so OK, so let me put the context out there. And I didn't. This is why I didn't want to say <laughs> the, the extra part that Cat Williams said after that. Okay. So don't shoot the messenger, y'all. He said. Whitney. Damn near smoked her kneecaps off. Mm. Right. Meaning what? Right. 
if the entire world is saying this about a person, it must be true. It must be true. If your entire collective of the people that you're around are saying something, it must be true. Now, when you start thinking about perspective, now you're just introducing a lie to yourself because you don't want to believe the truth of what the majority of everybody's saying to you. Right. And at that point, the truth is what you believe, which is why you have no kneecaps at this point. Pretty much. Right. So, so, and you, you and I, you, we, yesterday you said two things can be true. Two things can be true. Two things can be true. So the 10 people could be right about her, you know, what she's doing with her life. And she is right. In her own beliefs about, but in your own belief is that that's that's where you gotta you gotta be honest with yourself, and you're not being honest with yourself because you're saying in her own belief, right? And then in her own belief isn't reality, but it is though because that that, it is though because she's her reality is literally accepting her her pain and then taking active. Let me let me let me rephrase that. Her reality is her reality. What that collective is saying is reality. Do you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So there's reality and an individual's reality. Right. Which are two totally separate, separate things, things. And that's what you're referring to, right? Right, right, right. So she could go home and talk about her reality, mm-hmm. but they didn't they didn't relay that information over to her to her reality. They're relaying it to her in reality mm. in a general sense of everybody right okay so then that leads me to another question acceptance right now i'm thinking and i'm going back and listening to the voices in my head of people who were giving me advice mm-hmm. like people who were telling me hey slow down hey slow down mm. hey slow down and i'm not slowing down mm-hmm. i'm like you don't know what i got you don't know what i have to do you don't know what's on my plate you can't tell me to slow down right mind your business mind your business and then in retrospect cuz you know certain people can tell you and it's one one thing but then people close to you when they tell you it has it carries a different caliber right still dismissing all of it yeah right so that part of it is important too which goes back to the accountability piece that races when you're ready to accept mm-hmm. what people are trying to tell you mm-hmm. and accept that the lies that you've been telling yourself are not serving you. And that's when the whole game changes. It's not reality. That's when the whole game changes. And that's because accountability is, is misconstrued in the sense of just as regular human beings, we connect accountability with blame. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one, which is why we lie. Which is why we lie. Yeah. But can you elaborate on that? So if I tell you to be accountable for your actions, mm-hmm. so if you put your, if you're in a if you talk about a situation where you're to say you're talking to Natalie and you're like, girl, can you believe this happened? <laughs> and you just spit out all the details, and in the back of Natalie's mind, she's like, yes, I can believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you believe that happened? Oh God, yeah. You couldn't believe that happened because you were afraid to face the. Reality. You were afraid to face, You're in to denial. have the accountability to oh, understand. Yes. Yeah. You were, yeah, in denial. Denial. 
which goes back to love and self-acceptance <laughs> and unconditional. It's always playing it back always my whole just, life right now. It's a, like, it's a big it's But a it always goes circle. back and forth. Yeah, yeah it always circle. goes back. It's infinity, really, right? Like, yeah. It, everything that, that we go through, it's just an infinite amount of it. Like, it will never stop. Right. Right. And the only thing that you can't control is yourself. So I think that when you when you start to shift that part of your life where you're like, all right, cool, I'm going to clean this up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live in a world of fallacies and I want to really kind of tap into my realities and what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I think when that happens, your circle around you changes. Mm. Yeah. It, it gets ch- a lot smaller. It gets a lot smaller because yeah. now the amount of people that have access to me gone because and they can't handle your realness and your purity all. and your and I, like, and I, direct. I and i can't handle a conversation with these people yeah because when yeah. when i'm hearing what they're saying i'm like all i'm thinking you're is, just so past it you're wasting my time you're wasting my time yeah. you're wasting my time and i don't have a tolerance for that anymore mm-hmm. and i went way over capacity with that mm-hmm. and so now it's just and, and most of the people that can't accept it or like if they tell you oh man like Oh, you, you're switching up on us, or right? Right. Which I got. Those are those are usually the people that they haven't accepted themselves. They True. haven't. They haven't. They haven't found accountability within themselves to to figure out their truth, not their truth, but the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just like they want you to keep lying to yourself the way they lie to themselves. Right. And once you stop doing that. It's like, man, you, you changed. Like, yeah, yeah. Being honest, <laughs> you're different. Um, they want you to do good, but not better than them. Oh, man. That one hit. That one hit, Natalie. Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, as we're wrapping up here. So today's episode was produced live by yours truly, Raymond Andrew at Rose City Sound with your host, Natalie, yes. and myself. For inquiries, topics, suggestions, and sponsorship opportunities, please. Please email us at onthisfrequency at gmail.com. That's right. On This Frequency is available where all podcasts can be streamed. Um, if you want to buy Ricky and I some coffee because we love it, you can send us your donation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. And you can also keep in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is simply on this frequency for those of you tuning in on twitch we're closing this episode out with your comments and questions right after this increase the peace y'all vamos a jugar vamos a cantar vamos a llorar vamos a fumar Vamos a jugar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a cantar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a fumar hoy, hoy, hoy. Vamos a tomar hoy.